Hello and welcome to episode 13. This is the Hello, It's Me, I am Kay Nicole podcast and I am your host, Kay Nicole. So let's go ahead and jump into our recap. So what is up with me? Last week on the show, we talked about how to stay motivated and how to use social media to your advantage. So be sure to check out that episode if you haven't seen it already. Last week, I also told you guys I had a huge announcement And if you follow me on Instagram, you would have already seen the news, but I got a new office space for my business, you guys, and I'm just so excited. Smudge has had an amazing first year in business, and I'm just so grateful for all of the opportunities and all of the blessings that are coming my way. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I am exhausted, okay? And I know that this feeling is a part of the process. I've just been working really hard and really long hours this week to get orders done, clean up, organize, pack, all of that stuff. I'm trying to do all of it all at the same time so that I can move. Um, I really didn't want to like freeze production and everything so that I could move and like take a week off from work just to move my stuff. So We have been trying to multitask and trying to rock it out this week, but I will be moving this weekend actually. So Monday will be my first day that I am fully set up and working in the new space and I am just bursting with excitement. Um, You guys know I'm bringing y'all along on this journey. So stay tuned for the empty office tour and also um, some organizing and packing vlogs and also just like shopping and decorating and setting it up and organizing the new space like all these kind of things that we're going to be doing. Make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, My Black Friday sale for my personal products is live now. So most of my products right now are $2 or less when it comes to the glosses. So you definitely don't want to miss out on this. This is the perfect time to stock up on all of your favorites. I'm also doing um, different promotions for Black Friday. So From here on out, I'm just going to be doing random promotions. Some of them will only be like for one day or whatever the case may be. But right now the promotion is on my eight ounce containers for wholesale. Um, You can get a eight ounce clear container for $20 or a pigmented one for 25 and they are buy one, get one free. So make sure you are stocking up two for 20, two for 25. You get 16 ounces instead of eight um, per container. So I think that is amazing. So make sure you're um, taking advantage of all of these sales and stuff if you have your own lip gloss business or if you shop smudge for your lip gloss business. Um, What else is going on with me, you guys? So I have a lot of stuff going on right now with my YouTube channel. So I have a lot of content that I want to share with y'all and I hope that you are just enjoying everything that I'm putting out. I have my docu-series and then there was Smudge, which is up right now. I have the first three episodes in the trailer up right now. We have a new episode coming soon. I now have this new office series because I definitely wanted to share this process with y'all. And then starting on December 1st, I am going to be posting for Vlogmas. So there is just a lot of content coming up, a lot of fun things coming up. um, And I just want to make sure you guys are enjoying it. And I just wanted to let you guys know, you know, I have my content separated out in playlists on my YouTube channel. So the stuff that's already up is kind of like all organized so that you can either binge watch if you want to watch a certain thing or if you're looking for videos on certain topics you can go to that specific playlist I have a specific playlist for lip gloss business videos I have like playlists about my apartment playlists about um my 
docu-series like I have all those videos in one playlist so it just makes it easier to access what you're looking for if you feel a little overwhelmed with everything that I am posting right now but a lot of y'all are just enjoying what I'm posting and I really do appreciate that because guess what road to 20k okay I have my 20k giveaway going on right now as well so if you have not seen that make sure you check out that video on my YouTube channel and also that post on my Instagram page so that you can enter. We are so close to 20K, you guys, and I'm so excited. I'm gonna end the giveaway and pick the winners once we reach 20K, so stay tuned for that. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Hello, Road to 20K. <laughs> make sure you subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. Also, follow me on all the podcast platforms. Leave me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. You guys, I'm really trying to boost this engagement on Apple Podcasts. I really want to see all of your feedback there, all of your ratings there. So make sure if you have an Apple product or if you know someone that has an Apple product, go ahead and check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Um, also, Crochet by K is available. I am wearing my crochet by Kate again today. You guys are going to see this a lot. Like this is the only sweater that I have. And then my blue shag is the only shag that I have. I am literally putting myself on the schedule. I need to make myself some more of these because I live in this. Like this is so comfy and so cozy for me to wear around the house. And it's just, it's just, uh, it's giving me cozy season. Okay. That's where we are right now. I'm living in this sweater. So make sure you guys stock up on all of your shags and sweaters. I'm also going to be uploading beanies sometime this week, you guys, because listen, my head is bald, okay? <laughs> my hair is so short. So when it's cold outside in the mornings, my head is so cold. And I'm like, girl, you make beanies. Why don't you make yourself a new beanie? Why don't you have these on the website? Other people's heads are cold too. So it is on my list, you guys. Hopefully sometime this week, my beanies will be uploaded. So today I am drinking my Timmy blends. Um, I'm drinking Timmy Restore today and y'all this is just the vibe that I'm on today. Timmy Restore is one of their wellness powders and this powder has magnesium, it has calcium, it has vitamin C in it and it just promotes a balanced body and mind. Um, they, they suggest that you drink it like before bed which today we are filming before bed so I'm drinking this right now so that I can unwind but it really just helps you to relax it helps you to unwind and it helps you to just feel more centered and more balanced right now you guys I am all over the place my mind is all over the place my body is hurting me so bad from moving and packing and doing orders and everything so I just need to woosah a little bit and this is going to be the first step I'm about ready to book a massage too so Listen, you got to do what you got to do, but I need to make sure that I actually stop and drink this today, like throughout the show, because I find myself not even really drinking during the show, but I need to drink this because I'll be thirsty and I need to drink this whole thing anyway. But I just wanted to tell you guys about this because Timmy Blends is doing some amazing things for the holidays. They're doing a food drive campaign where for every Timmy purchase, they will be donating 10 meals to Feeding America to help families enjoy a warm holiday meal. So you guys know that time of the year is here. We definitely need to be giving back during this time in my opinion, that's what I want to do. Um, and I just think it's so amazing what Teamy is doing and it's making me want to stock up on my Teamy goodies even more now. So right now you can actually get 30% off of your purchase of $44 or more with Teamy Blends by using my code KNicole30. 
This discount will be live until Tuesday. So this Tuesday, the 24th. So make sure you head over today while you're listening to this to go ahead and shop and stock up on what you need. The links are always down below. So that is it for the recap, you guys. We are just going to get right into today's topic. So today's topic is going to be um, my experience with pop-up shops. So we're just going to talk about pop-up shops and vendor events and how to prepare for them and some of the things that you can possibly expect. I've been collecting a lot of your questions on this topic. So we are just going to jump right in. First, we're going to start with the question of why even attend a pop-up shop? Like what is the purpose of this kind of event in the first place? I thought that this was like common knowledge, but someone literally just asked me that in my live today. And I was like, oh, I'm so happy that you said that. I'm going to start off the podcast with that question because that's an important question. If you don't even know what the purpose of the event is, then you don't really know what to plan for. So a vendor event in a pop-up shop is really just a networking event, you guys. So these people are creating um, spaces for small businesses to come in for these events to share their business with other people. Um, there's a lot of small businesses that are just based online, myself included. So if people don't know me on social media, if they don't know me in real life to know where to go to shop my products, they're just not going to ever come across my products unless, you know, one day it just pops up in the search bar or something. I don't know, you know, so it gets really challenging that way um, for online businesses and small businesses in general. So the purpose of the pop-up shop is to network with other people for other small businesses to find out about other small businesses. You know, it's just a huge networking opportunity and it's really good to just take time to um, get your products in front of other people. So they always promote these events really, really hard because they want people to show up and come learn. A lot of the times whenever, you know, like say it's in Atlanta or something, a lot of the times it's local businesses. So like local small businesses in Atlanta and we want to shed light and shed awareness on these businesses. Like we want to help these businesses grow. So it's really just a huge networking event. And if your business is only online, then it is definitely to your advantage because this is like the one time that you'll be able to actually have people come to try your products in person and smell it and see what it's like before they buy it. So that is what the pop-up shops and the vendor events are for. But let's talk about how to even find them because a lot of people reach out to me like, how do you find pop-up shops or vendor events like to sign up for or whatever? Um, and for me personally, I was finding stuff on social media, like on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, I don't know. I just like, I follow a lot of people, I guess. And there's a lot of people that follow me too. And that know like the kind of stuff that I'm trying to do. So I was either stumbling across events or people were sending me events that they think that I would be interested in. And that's my second tip is just to let your friends know, let your friends and your family know that these are the kind of things that you are interested in, that you are looking for so that if they see something like that, they can send it to you. I literally have had maybe like three or four of my friends send me um, a pop-up shop and I ended up actually signing up for those and doing them. So that's a great way. Um, on Facebook, they have like you know, Facebook has a bunch of Facebook groups and stuff like that. So they have a lot of vendor event, like vendor event groups on Facebook. 
definitely look out for those in your area. Like try to um, always be in the know about what's going on in your area because those groups can be really helpful. Um, I, I think I'm in a few of those groups, but I know that my aunt is in one of those groups and she is always sending me stuff like whenever she stumbles across like new events or something. So like I said, make sure, you know, your people around you know, like, hey, this is what you're looking for. This is what you want to do so that they can just send it to you. Um, also, you know, back when we could go outside in large groups, you know, these festivals and yearly, um, <laughs> yearly annual events, stuff like that. It was so common. So there was like festivals that were going on every single year, things that you know are happening. So you really didn't have to look for it, um, but you did maybe have to apply for it or something like that. But I'm really not sure what that's looking like right now in these times that we're living in. I'm not really looking for any vendor events right now, so I'm not really sure. But annual events are definitely something to always have on your calendar. They usually always happen around the same time, like Afropunk, like Curls Kinks Culture, like Curl Fest, things like that typically always happen every single year around the same time of the year. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I know Afropunk just did like a whole virtual thing, right? So I don't know what that's really going to look like um, for those kind of events. But those are just some ways that you can look for stuff on social media. Make sure you're looking on Facebook, Facebook groups, make sure you're looking on Instagram um, and just keep your eyes open, keep your ears open to see when any other events are popping up. Um, one thing that I will say about these events, like when opportunities are coming your way and everything, free is not always the best, okay? Because I know a lot of people were sending me vendor events and stuff and it was like, oh, it's free. You know, we just want you to come and set up, bring your own table, blah, blah, blah. Like you don't have to pay to be here. And that is not always the best situation, okay? So research the places that you are looking at. If someone sends you something, make sure you really, really, really research that place. Um, research the environment, research what it looks like on the inside. Go up there if you can prior to the event or whatever. Like just, just try to be on top of it as much as you possibly can because sometimes free is not always the best. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show when we talk about my personal experiences with pop-up shops. Um, Pricing. Pricing is also a very important thing that you need to keep in mind when you're looking for shops or when you're applying for shops. Um, you need to make sure that it is feasible for you and your business because sometimes like for the really big events, it gets to be really expensive. It's actually like an investment for your business. So just make sure that you're not like, you know, spreading yourself thin or anything just to be a part of these pop-up shops. Um, everything is not always meant to be, you know, like you might really want to do something, but that event might just not be meant for you. Um, cause sometimes you do have to apply for these events, like I said before, and sometimes you just might not get accepted. And that happened to me and we are going to get, we're going to get into all the tea later. So just know like every opportunity that comes to your DM, like if someone's sharing it with you or if someone is showing you something or telling you something, every opportunity is not for you. Like every event is not for you. So just keep that in mind when you are in the searching process. So let's go ahead and switch gears a little bit. Like, so say you have a pop-up shop, like this is something that you have secured, you signed up, you applied, you got accepted, whatever the case may be. And now you are trying to figure out what the heck you need to do. So 
the first thing that you really need to do is you need to promote the event, you guys. You need to go crazy with promoting because you have probably made an investment of some sort because sometimes you do have to pay. Most of the time you have to pay. You made an investment to be at this event. So you definitely need to make sure that it's worth your money. It's worth your time. It's worth your energy. It's worth your day because it's usually an all day type of thing if it's that kind of event. Um, so make sure you're promoting. Promote multiple times per day on your social media, on all of your social media platforms, all of them. Utilize all of them. This is free promotion. Okay. You need to be on all of your social media platforms promoting. You can create cool content to post about the event or sometimes, you know, like the um, event themselves, they will, the people hosting it, they will actually have content that you can post. Like I know, um, CKC Fest, which we'll talk about later, they actually had content that we could post on Instagram that was already like this nice, cute, edited video clip for your story or for your feed so that you didn't even, you didn't even have to do the work when it came to making something to post. All you had to do was save it to your phone and post it and share it with your followers. So you have to make sure that you are promoting a lot of the times, whatever you put into these things is what you will get out of it. Like I just remember I was promoting so crazy. I was telling everybody, I'm sending text messages to all my friends like, hey, I'm doing this event. I need you to show up. Please like come support me. You know, like spread the word. Do not be afraid to spread the word. Like do not feel like you're spamming people. If you're posting every single day on your Instagram, keep posting. Don't spam their DMs every day telling them to come. But on your personal feed, on your personal story, you are in charge of what goes up there. So you post every single day. I don't care what nobody else has to say. You need to promote your event. So promote, promote, promote because you want people to show up. Make sure you have your friends helping you promote. You have to have some friends. Like people will be like, oh my God, I don't have family. I don't have any friends. Like, I don't know. Like no one supports me. Like there has to be at least one person I mean, really, like, I, I don't know, maybe that's just me, but I feel like y'all have to have at least one person that could help you um, when it comes to promoting. So please just have people in your circle helping you. Um, make sure you take care of yourself, you guys. Take care of yourself ahead of time because pop-up shops are definitely something that can take a toll on your body. Um, it's a very intense day sometimes, but just make sure you mentally and physically prepare. Make sure you're ready to talk. Make sure you are ready to talk to people because you're going to have to talk to a lot of people that day. Um, I just know like from my experience, it has been a really, really long day of just non-going like it's just a non-stop kind of day so I was always like trying to make sure I was drinking enough water making sure I was eating making sure you know I was doing everything to take care of my body because it's a lot of walking sometimes um sometimes they're outside you know like there's a lot of things that go on um and sometimes it gets overwhelming like there's a lot of people coming up to you trying to talk to you or ask you questions and sometimes things start going wrong and you're trying to troubleshoot so you know like just be prepared to kind of like be all over the place in a way um dress for the occasion. Like I said, sometimes it might be outside. It might be during the middle of the summer. If that's the case, then you know it's going to be very warm outside depending on where you are. Um, make sure you know you're wearing something comfortable because you might have to walk around a lot. You know, there's just a lot of things that you have to take into consideration. So I always try to make sure that I was wearing something nice and comfortable. Um, but if you're selling products that you can wear, wear them. Okay. Show people how it looks on. 
tell people about it. Like be your own model, model your own products and tell people like, Hey, I have my lashes on today and I have my lip gloss on today. And this is what it looks like. Like, you know, you have to sell your product. Um, so dress for the occasion. Yes. But if you can wear your products, make sure you go ahead and wear them because you got to sell it. Okay. You really have to sell it. And cosmetics can be hard sometimes. Um, so already wearing your products and, you know, having them on so people can see is really going to help you. Um, make sure you're able to accept cash and card. You know how people, you know how people are. Oh, I don't have any cash. Okay. Well, I have a card swipe. I have a card swipe. You have a card. If you have a card, you know, you can just swipe your card. Um, I got a card swipe that works for, Apple Pay, it works for chips too. So I would recommend, you know, having a nice card swipe that can do everything that you need it to do. Um, I use Squarespace for my website. I've said that plenty of times before. And on Squarespace, they just, well, this wasn't like too recently. Last year, I think was when it had just um, became a thing. Like right when I was starting to do pop-up shops, I was like, oh my God, this could not have been more of perfect timing. Um, but they started to offer Square for the POS point of sale system on Squarespace. So it was super nice and easy for, um, me doing pop-up shops and stuff. Cause I could just bring my card reader and bring my iPad, or I could even do it on my phone if I wanted to. And it would allow me to use my Squarespace app as a point of sale. So I was able to easily keep up with my inventory and everything because I could just add one thing to the cart check them out, swipe their card and they were good to go. Or you can even do cash payments and just say that they paid with cash and you can put like how much they paid if you had to do change, all that stuff. Like you can keep up with everything. That's another tip. Like when you're doing pop-up shops, you really need to make sure that you keep up with your inventory. And if you're taking payments through Cash App and doing all this kind of stuff and Apple Pay and Venmo and all that, and you have just like payments all over the place, you might get a little bit confused about, okay, who bought what, when did they buy it? You know, like that's, that's the part that gets a little bit tricky. Um, I have had, you know, those experiences where I had to use cash app because some people literally just only have cash app. They don't have a debit card or anything. So if I wanted to make that sale, I had to do cash app, but I was trying so hard to like take notes in my phone to like keep up with what those people were buying so that I could know like what inventory moved and when. Um, so that is just a tip that I would give you. Make sure you can accept multiple forms of payment. Like I said, mine accepts Apple Pay. A lot of people like to pay with Apple Pay. My card reader takes Apple Pay. That really helped me out a lot um, to just go straight through my website with Apple Pay in person, you know? So look into that. I always have um, my card reader. I have my card reader and the actual little card swipe because there's two different ones that I use for Square. I have both of those linked in my Amazon store. So if you were ever interested in like the actual specific one that I use, you can check that out. I always have that linked in the description box and also um, just in my bio on social media. So yeah, we accept all forms of payment, boo, but cash app is not preferred. Okay. Cash or card easy so that I can keep up with inventory and everything. Um, my next tip is to have at least one person there to help you. You guys, this is not something that you can do by yourself. Usually it's just not, it's just not just don't, don't, don't do it. Listen to me. Don't do it. Even having me, Devin, my mom and Zaria there, it was still overwhelming. I had a whole team of people with me and I was still overwhelmed at one point or another for one of my pop-up shops. So 
please just do not go into this by yourself. You do not want to be um, carrying inventory with you, carrying money with you, carrying all this stuff with you and you're by yourself. Like you definitely don't want to do that and you don't want to be in a situation where you're setting up a table and you got to go to the bathroom. Now what? Like you don't have nobody to sit here and wash your table while you run to the bathroom or while you go get a drink of water or whatever. Like you do not want to be alone in these situations. It's just better to have someone there to help you. All right, so let's talk about inventory and how to prepare. I know I get this question a lot. How many pieces should I bring? How many lip glosses should I bring? How much inventory do I really need? You guys, I promise you it really depends on the event and you have to get your feet wet with trying to gauge how much inventory you need to have for certain events. Um, you can try to gauge based off of the event itself, or you can try to gauge it based off of what the hosts are telling you. Maybe they sold tickets for this event and they have a general idea of what the turnout will be like, or maybe this event happens every year and they have a roundabout number of how many people that are going to show up. If not, you're just going to have to do trial and error, baby girl. Like, I don't know what else to tell you when it comes to that. Um, but sometimes these events, like the really big festivals, like an Afropunk, like a Curls Kinks culture, like a Curl Fest, these events are known to the public. So we already know that people are going to show up for these events no matter what. Um, and some of them are free to the public as well. So of course, people are going to show up for that. Of course, like if they don't have to buy a ticket, people are going to show up, you know, even if they have to buy a ticket, if it's like $20, people are going to show up. Um, Afropunk is a different situation. That's a different situation. That's like a whole music festival, performers, celebrities, everything. So tickets are a little bit more expensive, but people still show up, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't know about any other cities, but definitely in Atlanta, like if any cool events are free specifically, you know, that a lot of people are going to be trying to show up to that. So, you got to take all those things into consideration. So if I'm doing an event and it's a free event to the public, like people do not have to buy a ticket to come, they can just show up. Those are the events where I would plan to have a lot of inventory because I just want to be safe. I don't know how many people are going to be free today to come to this event. And I would rather be prepared than not prepared. Um, so I would just understand, like, I always say this, like, know that you might not sell out of everything, um, but I think that it's better to be overprepared than underprepared when it comes to inventory. Just like always be stocked up on your best sellers, always be stocked up on your most popular items, if anything, but try to be try to be like as prepared as possible. I would just say, I just want to have a lot because this is my first pop-up shop. I don't know how many people are going to show up and I just want to be prepared. Now, if this is something small and you know it's small, because some people will tell you like, okay, this is just something small that we're trying for the first time. We want to see how it goes. We want you to be a part of it. That's an instance where I would be like, okay, I'm going to bring, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but I'm not going to like go crazy trying to do that at all. Like to have a bunch of stuff for events like that. Um, so yeah, it's all a personal preference. Okay. How do you want this to go for yourself? Do you want to test the waters? Do you have the means to take that risk and have a lot of inventory for this event? Are you penny pinching trying to make sure that you have enough inventory for this event? Because if it's something where you're on a tight budget and this is not, you know, something that you can, pay for, like you feel like you don't want to waste your money or whatever. Like if you're having any of those monetary um, 
feelings or concerns or anything, I would just say to do it small, like do a small amount of inventory, make sure you have a lot of business cards um, so that if you do run out of stuff, you can just point people into the direction of your website. Like, hey, order from my website. These are, you know, some samples that I have have here today. Um, some people have been asking me, like, should I just do samples or what? Listen, if it's safe for you to have samples for your products, I would say do that, like have it to where people can try it. Cause when I did one of the pop-up shops that I was doing for my cosmetics line, I literally had it all um, laid out. Like I had all of my little testers and I had the individual wands that people could dip into there one time and just try it out. And see about that, like how they liked it. And I don't know, like we're in a pandemic now. So things are a little bit different. Like even stores have removed their testers. So I don't know how you would feel about, you know, doing those kind of testers. But um, if you can, I would say definitely to sample your products for sure. Hand sanitizer people, make sure you have that because this is just the, the time that we're living in. Make sure you have, you know, something where you can clean your hands, customers can clean their hands, people walking by can clean their hands. Always have plenty of business cards. Like I said, you just want to be networking. This is a networking event. That's the purpose of the event. There's going to be people that don't even buy, but they just want to take a business card. They just want to take everyone's business card. Some people will take everyone's business card, go home and shout everybody out on Facebook. If you didn't have a business card to give them, then you are missing out on a shout out from some random person. You don't know, like you just never know who people know, what they know and who they can put you onto. So you definitely just want to make sure that you always, always, always have plenty of business cards when it comes to any kind of vendor event, um, just any day. Like I keep a stack of smudge business cards in my wallet. I don't ever want to be caught anywhere and I don't have a business card. So that goes for just everyday life, but especially for a vendor event. Um, other things that you can do for events is kind of make it more exclusive for potential customers. Like you can create special discount cards for them for that event specifically. Like, oh, you know, if you purchase today, then I'm going to give you this discount card. And this is a special code that you can use on my website for your next purchase. You know, like make people feel exclusive because they came to see you at this event. Um, I have done that before for my Facebook shops that I did. Like I made special discount cards for them. Um, you can also like just do special promotions in general. Like you can tell people, hey, this is the price if you buy this online, but if you buy it today, you'll get it for this price. You know, you gotta make people feel like they're getting a little deal when it comes to these kind of things. Um, so that's just another tip that I can give you. I've seen both of those things work amazing for me. Um, I have tried both of those things out and they work great. Be ready to talk to people. Be ready to sell your product. You have to sell it. When you go to these events, you're the one that they're looking to for all the answers. They want to know about the product. You have to be very knowledgeable about your product. You got to know what to say, you know, because people are going to ask, especially if, if you're in the same industry that I'm in, if you're making handmade lip gloss or handmade cosmetic products or whatever else, people want to know what you're putting in your products. People want to know what this is, you know, like you got to be able to sell it. You got to be able to tell them this is all handmade. This is all natural. This is what it has in it. Are you allergic to this? Don't buy it, blah, blah, blah. Like you have to be able to really sell your product, be knowledgeable about it because that is when people sense like, wow, 
they really put in a lot of time for their business. They really made themselves aware of all their ingredients and everything. And they're passionate. Like they're giving me all this information. People like stuff like that. People like when you sound very knowledgeable, very educated on the product that you are trying to sell. So make sure you are doing everything that you can to sell your product. Um, also plan out your setup. So I tried to do this ahead of time because I knew like I wanted to order a bunch of stuff. So make sure you plan, make sure you have all your materials. Um, I, I did a banner like for one of my setups at, um, just one of the popular ones that I did that was Curls Kings Culture. We did a banner with a picture of me and my crochet by K shag on. You could see that from a mile away. Okay. I had a neon green shag on in the picture. The banner was pretty big. Like it was pretty large. So if you want your booths at these kind of events to be eye catching, I would say do banners or like have pictures. I brought my TV there. So we had like my videos playing on the screen. So you could see like me, wearing the shags and everything because for this one it was a crochet by k pop-up shop so i would definitely say to think about different ways that you can be creative about your setup um for my cosmetics ones i have been using like the little acrylic organizers for your lipsticks and lip glosses and stuff and i just like to set everything up really nice and cute i have some videos on my youtube channel actually where i was setting up for pop-up shops or showing you guys what the setups look like so definitely go and check those out to kind of see how i would set the table up but just a nice little layout you know looks very clean but also has little pops that are eye-catching like pictures like i said or banners or screens where you can play videos and stuff and just lay everything out really nice I spread like my business cards and stuff out on the table. So you can definitely play around with it a lot. Um, I did not try to spend a lot of money when it came to the setup because I was already paying money to be in the pop-up shop and I didn't know like how everything was going to go at first. So, um, you know, I got a banner printed at Office Depot that was relatively inexpensive. And then when it came to like tables and table covers and stuff, I got my table covers from Walmart. You guys have seen this if you are watching my docu-series and then there was Smudge. The beginning of this docu-series was me doing a lot of pop-up shops. So I was like planning, trying to prepare and everything. And listen, I bought my table cover from Walmart for $3, okay? <laughs> so you definitely don't have to spend a lot of money on all of the things. Like some things you'll spend more money on because you want it to look really nice. Like I think the banner was maybe like $40, $40, $50, something like that. But it was huge, y'all. It was so big. And that was like one of the reasons why so many people were walking up to me at this shop because they saw this huge picture of me with this green shag jacket on. And they're like, I need to know what that's about. Um, and with this event, you know, I was outside, so we had tents. So I was like hanging shags up on the top of the tents and everything. So you could see them. They were like blowing in the wind. You could see the motion and everything. So we were just trying to find ways that we could be creative with the space that we had. My mom actually came up with that idea. So that is also why I recommend to have a team of people with you because sometimes things start going wrong and then you're trying to troubleshoot. And it was a collective effort. Like I was already stressed out enough. So they were trying to help me figure out how I could do certain things. Like it was really windy that day. So my banners were blowing everywhere. My um, clothing rack was blowing everywhere. It was just a lot of stuff that was going on. So have a team with you to help you out. But the setup really like it doesn't require a lot of money like you can definitely shop smart for a lot of your setups 
Um, and just test the waters. Like after your first pop-up shop, you can definitely like see how everything goes for you and then tweak it. Like you can change it, do something else. Maybe this didn't work out and you can just try something new for the next one. Um, you need a money box. Okay. Somewhere to keep your money from your sales and to keep your change. Like I said, always have change. I would recommend at least a hundred dollars. You guys, small bills. Like you just never know when people are going to want to use cash. I do not carry cash. You guys, like I just really don't, I just don't like to carry cash with me. So I am not that girl that would be needing change at the, um, vendor event. But some people are very old fashioned in that manner. Like they want to carry cash. They don't want, they don't want to have the debit card. They don't want it. So you want to definitely make sure that you have something secure where you can collect your payments and keep them safe. Um, the money boxes that I'm talking about, you know, like a metal money box, you can get it from Walmart for like $12. It comes with the key and everything so you can lock it all that good stuff um another thing that you need to think about is your products and your packaging so sometimes you know your packaging might not be the same for a pop-up shop like how it would be for your online store so I had like little bags um just like little stuff that was cute but it was more practical for like an in in real life shopping experience, like to hand somebody an organza bag with like little stuff in it, that just kind of felt weird to me because that's like not the kind of packaging that you would get from an actual store if you were in person. So I just had like little small bags that I was handing out to people. Um, so yeah, just think about that kind of stuff. Um, I've done pop-up shops for Crochet by K and pop-up shops for Smudge. So we're going to get more in-depth like more in detail with these things in a little bit. Um, actually now let's talk about it now. <laughs> I'm like in a little bit. No, that's next on the list. Okay. Hold on because y'all see, I didn't even take a sip yet. Ooh, that is a perfect temperature. Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the pop-up shops that I have done. What was the process like? Did you have to apply for it? Did you have to pay? What happened? How did it go? What was the turnout? How much money did you make? Was it worth it? Let's talk about all of that stuff. So the first one that I'm going to talk about, I don't even remember the name of this, you guys. I don't even remember the name, but there was an event that was sent to me through my DMs. Um, and it was a brunch event. It was like at a bar club lounge type of thing. I had never heard of the restaurant before cause it was like a restaurant, but also a lounge. And I didn't really know like what I was getting myself into at all. Um, so they, it was a little brunch event, right? And they were like, yeah, you know, we do brunch every week and then we have vendors come in and they can set up their stuff. And I was like, okay, this sounds cool. And they're like, it's a free event. You don't have to pay. You just have to, you know, come. We have the tables and everything. You could just bring a table cover if you want to cover the table. Um, and you just got to bring all your inventory and everything. And that's really it. So I'm like, hmm, okay. That sounds great, right? To somebody that's like trying to just get any and every kind of exposure that is out there. Um, but like I said earlier in the show, free does not always mean good, you guys. So I got to this event. I had my mom with me. We're about to set up and everything. So when we go, this was for Crochet by K, by the way, too. So we go inside and it literally smells like smoke. Okay. It smells like all kinds of smoke, cigarette smoke, weed smoke, all kind of smoke. Okay. And you could just tell that they, it's, it's a bar, it's a lounge type of place. Like, and they just do brunch 
on this one day. And so instantly I was like freaking out because if you know anything about this stuff, like this material yarn can hold that smell, you guys. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to bring all my clothes that I have in here and they are going to leave this place smelling like straight up smoke. I was just like devastated, right? So I was like, okay, I'm looking at my mom. She's looking at me. I'm looking at her. She's looking at me and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I just tell them like, I'm just going to go home. We drove all the way out here. It was maybe like 40 minutes from where I lived at, at my parents' house, um, probably closer to where I live at now. But I was like, mom, I don't know what to do. I had already told my aunties and my dad was on his way and I had like one of my friends coming and I was like, oh my God, like people are going to come. So I can't really just be like, oop, canceled. So I was just like, well, if this stuff smells like smoke when we get out of here, we just have to wash everything and like get that smell out because this is not, that's not going to be it to like take it to another event with it smelling like that. Um, so we were just like, okay, let's just make the best out of it. We already came. We already packed all this stuff up. We already told people about it. We already posted about it. I didn't know if any, anyone else besides my one friend that I had, um, spoke to, I didn't know if anyone else was going to show up. So I was just like, I have been posting about this for a few days now. So I can't just, you know, not be here when they show up. So we set everything up. My aunties got there. My dad got there, you know, and guess what? Like nobody else was there. Like I got there and nobody was there except for the people that owned the place. And that was like in the kitchen, everything cooking. Nobody else was there nobody else showed up. I was there for like a good hour, hour and a half. Nobody else was there. Nobody ever came through. And then finally this one girl, she was setting up her stuff and I was like, oh my God, yes, another vendor. I'm just excited about another vendor. I wasn't even thinking about like, dang, like are people going to come shop? I'm like, but am I going to be the only vendor here? Because that is not what I signed up for. Like I wanted to actually network with other small business owners as well. So I was just in the mindset, like I wanted to meet new people, whether they bought something or didn't buy anything. I really didn't care. Like I just wanted to meet new people. And when nobody was there, I was just sad. I was like, okay, I don't know. Is this a waste of my time, a waste of my day, whatever. So it was just not it. Okay. It was not it. And that is why a lot of the times when, you know, people are doing smaller vendor events, they don't know how many people are really going to show up. They're not going to charge you to be there to set up and sell because they just don't know. And they don't want to be in a situation where it's like they take your money and then nobody comes. So usually the places that are really going to charge you and especially charge you a lot of money is going to be the places that know, like there's going to be hella people here. Okay. And you got to pay. Cause I don't know how many people going to stop by and buy your stuff or whatever. And I need to make sure I get my coin. You know, that's how they look at it. Cause they know people are going to come. So that's why I said free is not always good. You know, with this event, we just kind of made the best out of it. Um, and you know, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. So it was just like, it was, it was a risk. It was a trial and error type of thing. And we just went for it and we just made the best out of it. Like we got some, um, clips for social media, you know, I was posting on social media. I was like, so excited about it, you know, just making it seem like I'm out and about and doing stuff because I was, but nobody knew that didn't nobody show up, you know, nobody really had to know that. So that's how that one went. I did not make any sales that day, you guys, um, like from people that I didn't know or anything, like nobody really came. I did not pass out a bunch of business cards. I did get my business card to the other girl that showed up that set up her stuff, but 
Me and her was the only two up in there. She didn't have nobody else with her. Luckily, I had my squad with me. So I was just like, oh, you know, I was grateful for that. Also, don't remember um, the name of this event, but this next one that I want to talk about, it was actually in Atlanta at a photo studio. Um, and it was also a free, quote unquote, free event, but they were raising money for charity. So they required everyone to make a donation, but you could literally donate as much as you wanted. It could be $1, $100, $10. It didn't really matter as long as you made a donation. So like I said, another quote unquote free event. You got to watch out for those, man, because sometimes they could be a blessing in disguise, but sometimes it's just always going to end up being some stuff that you just don't even want to deal with. Um, so this one, it was at a photo studio. This this studio was like in the cut. OK, like I had never seen it. I had never heard of it. I have never heard of this person before, but I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go. It's fine. Like we're just going to try it out. I was just in this mentality of like. I just wanted to get my product out there. I wanted to talk to people. I wanted to wear my product. I wanted to show people um, what I had going on. So this one was actually for Smudge, right? So we got there and it was like, it looked like a dungeon, not even going to lie. Like it was like off the road. And then you know how photo studios are like, they be turning like abandoned warehouses and stuff into photo studios. So it was kind of like that kind of sketchy looking area, but it was really nice on the inside. Like the way that they had flipped it on the inside was really, really nice. They had all the equipment and everything. It was just really, really nice. But it was, what day was that? What day was that? I don't remember what day that was. Was it in January? It was the day that Kobe died. R.I.P. It was that day because, yes, yes, because I was there with my mom and you had texted me and was like telling me because I was not on social media at all. And I was like, what? When you had sent me that message. Oh, my God. And then yeah, automatically. It was, it was an award show that was on because I was watching it during the, they had like a fashion show, I think. I was mm. watching it during that. Mm-hmm. I remember that day vividly and I was like, oh my God, like my whole heart dropped to my stomach. Like I was so sad for the rest of that day. But let me tell y'all the worst part about this. It was freezing cold in there. No heat, no nothing. Horrible. Like, cause you were on the way, you were watching something and then you were on the way to come and meet us at the event. You remember that? No. What are you talking about? You don't remember? Okay. I remember the event. But... Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, Okay. It was freezing, you guys. They had no heat. It was the middle of the winter. Like I it was. A, I had like a jacket on, so I think I was straight. Oh, I had on. What did I have? I don't know what I had on under my shag, but I had on a shag, even though it was for smudge. I had everything set up, lip gloss, lashes set up, but I had on my shag because I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to promote both the businesses at the same time. Wear your stuff, you guys. Okay, wear your stuff for these events. So there was no heat in the building, right? And it was cold really really cold and it was a fashion show too so he had a lot of stuff going on for this event it was like a fashion show we had models we had designers we had photographers in the building it was just people there you know mixing and mingling there was food there was drinks so there was a lot of stuff going on but it was like you know they were behind schedule with the show so we were just in there for a prolonged amount of time and I did not want to be that one that was like mm, cool had a great time love you bye you know like I just wanted to go <laughs> I was so cold and I was over it I was there early because I was like 
trying to get a good spot because sometimes with those kind of events, it's like first come, first serve with what table you get. And I wanted to get a table that was close to the door so that people could see me when they first walked in. So I had like prime opportunity to like talk to people and stuff. And I had been there for hours and hours and hours. They started late. It was just a lot of craziness going on. They were so just, you know how it is on the day of an event. Like I have put on enough fashion shows, enough events to know like once that day comes, stuff start going wrong, stuff start going crazy behind the scenes and you running all over the place trying to get everything under control. It was all of that going on. So we were sitting in the cold for about five hours. Luckily this day though, I did meet a lot of cool people. More vendors showed up. People actually made purchases. They posted on social media. Like it was a lot of stuff going on. I have met a lot of cool people that night. Um, so I was grateful for that experience. The only, the only thing that was the downside was that there was no heat in the building. And like I said, we were kind of like in a dungeon almost like we were downstairs and it was just really, really cold. Um, so yeah, I'm just not that one. When I get cold, I can't focus. Like I hate being cold and, you know, low iron, all that stuff, shivering. Like, no, it's just not the vibe for me at all. So I was trying to keep a smile on my face to, you know, network with people and talk with people, but it was not the move. The The temperature in there was not the move. So that was, you know, it was one of the more successful ones. Definitely not like the first one that we talked about when it came to, um, you know, sales and everything. I at least made a few sales. So I was excited about that. Um, the next event that I want to talk about is called Own Your Crown. And that event, I did vlog that event. It was at Bernal University. And I got that opportunity through my friend Charlene. And I just always like, say thank you to her because she really did put me in front of so many people, so many college students, so many people that I met that day that I still communicate with, um, that followed me on Instagram, that are loyal shoppers with me, you guys. Like that event was crazy. I had so much fun. Um, so this event was like, a panel and everything. I was on the panel. We were talking about entrepreneur life. We we're talking about, you know, being a black owned business, being a woman, um, owning your own business and how that whole experience was. And it was just so liberating to be a part of something like that. Um, and just highlighting, it was about highlighting natural hair too, like natural beauty in general. So there was a lot of hair talk going on. There was a lot of um, vendors that had hair stuff. They had a lot of hair stuff. We had goodie bags, all kind of, y'all just go watch that vlog on my YouTube channel. It was amazing. Um, and I did not have to pay to be there. So that's why I'm just always so grateful for that opportunity because it was crazy. Like I had a nice table set up. We were inside. It was also freezing that day too. I think it even was snowing that day that we went there. Me, Zaraya, Devin, and my mom. It was so much fun, you guys. And this was one of those events where I was feeling like very much overwhelmed because there were a lot of people coming up to me. A lot of people wanted more information on my business. They wanted to talk to me. They wanted to take pictures with me. I took so many pictures that day. Like, Oh my God, I took so many pictures with people. Like that was one of those events where I had to make sure my hair was on fleek, makeup was on fleek. I had all my my smudge stuff on, my lashes, my lip gloss and everything. And that was like my most successful pop-up shop for smudge so far um, in terms of sales because I literally sold out of pretty much everything that night. Um, 
it was just really crazy. It was a really crazy, fun experience. And I love the way that I had the table set up. I had all of my acrylic organizers and stuff, and I had all the glosses set up. Um, and then I had all my testers set up as well. So people wanted to just come. They wanted to try all the glosses. I had a little mirror for them to look at themselves. And it was just like, it was perfect. Like I loved it so much. Um, and we had a great time. It was good music, snacks, you know, people I was seeing people that I haven't seen since high school it was just so crazy like at that event um but I definitely was talking to a lot of people I had heels on because I was trying to be cute so you know by the end of the night my feet was about to fall off but totally fine it was it was a it was a moment okay it was definitely a moment um and that is one of those experiences where networking really is just so important like you cannot be timid you cannot be shy to talk to people about your product um I know a lot of y'all y'all always comment like I'm scared oh my god I'm scared of this I'm scared of that okay we're all scared of things but sometimes you just have to do it in fear like just do it because you'll never know unless you try and I was talking to people all day that day. We got a whole vlog, whole video of me chopping it up with all these people, showing them. People come up to you and they're like, so I really love, you know, pink glosses or like a gold. Can you just point me in the right direction? Like we're like at a Mac counter. Okay. You know, when you go to Mac, you tell them what you're looking for. They go and they show you what they have. That's what I was doing. That's how I felt. I'm like, this is a whole cosmetic store set up right here with y'all today. So Yes, Own Your Crown was amazing. Highly recommend to go and watch that YouTube video. And then I just had so much inventory that day. And when the event was ending, I was just like, yep, everything's on sale for $1 before we go. So grab what you need. So everybody literally bum rushed the table and was like trying to buy up everything. Like everything went that night. Okay, I probably went home with just a few pieces, nothing crazy. And that was the goal. Like I just wanted to get rid of all of that inventory so that I could plan for my next collection. Like I don't like to hold on to inventory for too long and just keep it. Like it's not doing anything for me right now. Like I just want it to be in somebody's hand. So I would highly recommend that too. Like, like I said, do promotions and stuff. You got to be smart about it with your promotions and how you price everything. Um, the price definitely needs to be better at the pop-up shop than what it is online. And then at the end, if you still have a lot of stuff left, just run a crazy sale as long as you can do it. Like if you're not going to be, you know, um, short on anything or if you aren't going to be missing out on too much money with doing that I would definitely say just be ready to do a lot of sales when you're doing a pop-up shop your goal is for people to purchase like you you know that you're you know discounting things or maybe you're not discounting things I don't know that's just what I do personally and it works really well I just know like sometimes it's a sacrifice because when people find something that they love they're gonna come back to repurchase they're gonna understand like oh yeah I got a good deal because I was at this event but now I need more so I'm gonna go back to the website and pay full price once people meet you in person they start talking to you and they actually love you and you know your personality and everything they want to support you so they're gonna go back to your website like I said, um, Own Your Crown definitely brought a lot of my loyal customers that I have right now 
And I love y'all, okay? Like that is what I'm talking about. That is ultimately your goal for a pop-up shop. Like that is goals. You want to network with people, pass out tons of business cards, even if people don't buy something. At that event, I was having people that were coming up. They wanted a business card. They looked around, they tried on stuff and they're like, "Mm, maybe not today. 20 minutes went by, girl. They was coming back like, actually, no, I love that. And I need to buy that before I go home. So they purchased it. You know, like those are the kind of things that you want. You want to be able to provide all of that information about your products that you can. I remember very, very vividly that one person at that event came up to me and was like, do your glasses have coconut in it? Because I'm allergic to coconut. And I was like, girl, every single product here today has coconut oil in it besides the lashes and the lash glue. So please do not, do not, do not, do not, you know, like that, that right there, I will never forget that because I'm like, I appreciate the people that were coming up to me asking me questions, trying to learn more about it prior to using it. And you know, that is just what you want. You want to be able to talk to people about stuff like that. Allergies, ingredients, all of that stuff. Um, So yeah, Own Your Crown, amazing, amazing event. Definitely the best event that Smudge has been at thus far. Like I said, go check out that YouTube video, but let's go ahead and move on to CKC Fest, Curls, Kinks, Culture. That is a festival that happens in Atlanta. Um, And this is the best pop-up vendor event, whatever you want to call it. This is the best one that I have done for Crochet by K, y'all. When I tell (laughs) y'all... This is the one that I was talking about earlier when I was like, we had a banner, we had the TV, the tables and everything. So this was one that was actually an investment for me because I had to um, I had to pay $350 to be at this event. Um, and, you know, they had tents and everything. So they assigned a tent to me, actually me and my friend Sierra, we did this event um, together, not together, but we both did this event. We both signed up and paid our money and everything to set up our booths um, outside the tents and everything. So it was an investment. So I had to take this one extra, extra, super, super seriously because I had to spend $350. And for me back then, that was a lot of money. And I was just like, you know, just saying a prayer. Like, I know that this is a nice festival that happens in the city. So hopefully, you know, it'll be a great turnout. But honestly, I really didn't know what was going to happen. But I just had to make sure that I was prepared. I was like, listen, It was right before Afropunk. I would never, never, never forget it because I was like, oh my God, what if I, um, what if I sell out of everything at this one, then I'm not going to have anything for Afropunk because I also applied to be a vendor at Afropunk. So I was just like in my own head and I'm just like, you know what? Listen, we're going to just see what happens. I'm going to be extra, extra stocked up for this one and we'll just see how it goes. So I had a lot, a lot, a lot of crochet inventory, you guys, and y'all are going to see this in my docu-series because that's actually coming up really soon um, with my episodes in my docu-series because I did vlog that day and my setup and everything. So y'all will be able to see that really soon. I can't wait for y'all to see it because it was so, so, so much fun. Um, I had so many people stop at my booth. I had so, so, so many people coming up to me asking me questions. What about the sizing? What about this? What about that? And I really wanted to try to create something where we could have like a little try on section because it's clothes and it's crochet clothes at that handmade clothes. So, you know, people want to make sure that stuff is going to fit them. I could not figure out how to do this whole little try on area because I didn't have that much time to plan or anything. So that is one thing that 
I wish I would have been able to accomplish with that event. But a lot of people, you know, I had a lot of shags, a lot of um, vests and jackets and stuff. So people were able to just slip those on and try those on. I remember one girl, she literally was like, I'm going to try these pants on. I'm going to try them on. She did not care. She just like tried on her pants. They fit her and she got them. And I'm just like, girl, you are a real one for doing that because ain't nobody else out here trying to change pants in front of all these people. But um yeah, it was really cool. This one was outside. Um, and so we were praying for good weather and the weather was really sketchy that day. Like when we got there, it was nice and dandy. And then once we got everything set up, it started raining. And then my freaking rack with all my clothes was blowing all over the place. When my rack hit the ground, you guys, I thought my day was over because now there's grass all on my clothes. We're like trying to shake them out and get all the grass out and everything. It was insane. The rain came and then we're like, no, 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 it's going to be fine. It's going to stop. It's just a shower. Like we're going to be great. And so after that, you know, the rain stopped and then we were good to go. And I was like, okay, sun came out. It was, it was good. And I was like, oh, that ain't nothing but the devil. Like trying to test you and see like, are you really, are you really built for this today? Because what's going on? Um, so yeah, the weather did end up holding up for us, but you definitely have to be on your toes about this. If it's outside, you got to make sure you're prepared for that weather because a lot of the events are like rain or shine because they're not going to like reschedule the whole thing. That's just way too much. Um, so yeah, be prepared if it's outside for that. And for this one, like I said, I had clothing racks. I had um, I had a whole cooler because I was like, I need to make sure I have snacks, drinks because we're going to be outside. It's the middle of summer. It's hot, you know. Um, so I had a whole cooler with sparkling waters and all kind of stuff. We had snacks and everything. And then I had my TV cause I wanted to play my YouTube videos, like my OOTD videos where I featured the shag in the video so that people could see, um, even not even just the shag. Like I have other crochet, um, OOTDs on my YouTube channel as well with other outfits that I did. So we were like trying to figure out all different kinds of ways that, would catch people's attention and make them come and at least talk to me or take a business card, even if they didn't want to actually purchase anything. So the TV and the banner really did a lot of the work for me when it came to getting people to stop by. Um, and also, like I said, hanging up the shags over the tent. So it was kind of like to go into the tent, you had to look at these jackets. That was like really, really good because once the wind started blowing, they were moving, they were showing all the body and everything that the shags have once they start moving. So I was just really, you know, I was really happy with the setup for this one. And that was really it, you know, like my table, I just had that one table that was set up nice and fancy. And then everything else was just like clothing rack. And that was it. Like I didn't really have that many things. I made sure I had my table cover. Table cover was from Walmart. Okay. Um, and that was really it. Oh no. One thing that I did do was I printed out these, um, papers. Like I made a QR code for my website and for my Instagram. And I just printed that out with my picture next to it. And it was just like shop my website or follow me on Instagram. And I got some picture frames from Walmart. I think it was from Walmart, either Walmart or Hobby Lobby. I got some picture frames. I printed it out eight and a half by 11, no eight by 10, eight by 10 picture frame. And I printed it out eight by 10. And I literally put that in the picture frame and I put the frames on the table so that 
even if people didn't want to take a business card, they didn't have to. They could literally just open their camera and scan the QR code. That is definitely a really, really good thing that you can do. Super easy, affordable, and, you know, people will just scan it and they'll follow you on Instagram just like that. You know, some people are lazy. They don't want to sit here and look on the business card and type it in or whatever. So that was really just a good idea in general. Um, so I had that on the table as well. But other than that, like, like I said, I didn't have anything crazy with the setup on the table. Um, and I had a money box for sure. But I had Devin there with me. Zaria was there with me. My mom was there. My aunts showed up at a time. And there was just a point in time, like my mom was having to talk to people because I was talking to people. That was the same way I own your crown too. Um, my mom had to jump in because I'm like, there's so many people, you know, people have short attention spans. So if you don't start talking to them right away, if they don't really care about it, like if they don't want to wait, like if they don't care enough to wait, they're not going to wait. So my mom would jump in. She was talking to people and showing them, you know, what we have and the sizes and everything. It was amazing, you guys. And and that was one of those days where I had on um, my shirt, had my Instagram name on it, wear things that will promote you, you guys. Like that is an easy way to market yourself as well. Um, I got someone to make a nice glittery sparkly gold uh, at underscore IMK Nicole so that, you know, people were like, oh, what's your Instagram? I'm like, oop, on my shirt. Like even you, you didn't even have to give them a business card, you know, so different things like that. I had on that shirt and then I had on one of my shag vests on top. So I'm promoting the crochet. I'm promoting my Instagram. I had on some shorts because it was super hot. And then I wore some sneakers because we were outside for one. We're like in the grass and dirt and all that stuff. So I wanted to be comfortable. Um, and it was a lot of, you know, walking around, talking to people, passing out cards, telling people to come see my booth, like just taking every opportunity. Don't just sit at your booth. And that's another reason why you got to have other people there to be at your booth in case people come and they're trying to buy stuff or ask questions. I was doing a lot of walking around and talking to people because it's my face. You know, I'm the face of it. So I can't be like, oh, mom, you know, go walk around or oh, Devin, go walk around and pass out these business cards. I had to do it. It had to be me. And I had to talk to the people. So um, that was also something that I was doing at that event as well. But um, another thing is that you need to do when you're doing these kind of events, be on social media. Like I was taking boomerangs. I was taking pictures with people. Anytime someone purchased, like my mom's taking a picture of me handing people their bags and stuff. Once they purchased it, you got to make everything an Instagram moment. People like to see that you're doing stuff on social media. People like to see that you are busy, you know, you making sales, you're doing all this stuff. So I was doing everything. I think I still have a um, CKC Fest highlight on my Instagram story right now because I like had posted that whole day tagging people. People were tagging me. I was reposting people, you know, like we were just doing all of that. So you got to make sure you're, you're able to multitask. Okay. You got to be okay with being overwhelmed with people, but also be okay with people wanting to take a picture, people tagging you, you got to be responsive, like engaging, you know, you got to do all of that. Um, so that is how that event went. Okay. It was an all day thing. We had to set up at like 7am. We didn't leave there until like 8pm. So that was a very, very long day outside all day. Had to make sure I was eating, drinking water, sitting down sometimes because I was getting really tired. My body was getting tired because I was doing a lot of standing and a lot of walking. So I had to just like take a second to sit down for a little bit. Um, so yeah, I had to make sure I had chairs, tables, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, 
that's how that event went. And then crazy enough, after Curls King's Culture, I actually did another vendor event that night because our friend from SCAD had um, an event at a club type of situation where they have vendors set up in there and it just so happened to be on the same day and I was like oh my god I don't know like I don't know if I'll have anything left I don't know if I'm gonna have any energy left in me I don't know if I'm really gonna want to do this but I signed up for it y'all and I had to pay I think I had to pay $20 to be at that event so um I did that and then I was just like oh my god by the time we left Curls King's Culture I was so over it I did not even want to go and I was like you know what we paid for it we're just gonna go we're gonna meet new people we're gonna they had food there so we're like we're gonna eat and we're gonna have a good time and then we're gonna go home so I just had to like really power through um I really do not recommend doing two events like that on the same day back to back especially if one of them is like for more than three or four hours it's just really easy to get worn out and then by the time you get to the second one it's just like okay I'm just gonna set this thing up I really don't even care like that anymore um I was definitely tired but I did have a good time me and Devin went because obviously you know my mom and everyone they were not about to go to the club with us but um Devin helped me set everything up and we had a good time. I met some new people. I actually met this girl that um, made handmade jewelry and, you know, I connected with her. So I was just back then I was just really big on connecting with people. And I will continue to say that because it's really big to build a network like that's really important because if you don't have a network of people that you can reach out to or that feel like they can reach out to you, then you won't really get any more of those opportunities like that. So that event went okay. I don't remember if I sold anything at that event. I don't think I really sold anything, but I think I passed out a lot of business cards and got more um, content for Instagram and then also met a few other people that I followed on Instagram too that followed me that we are now, you know, like connected. You know, we're not <clears throat> like friends or anything. We don't talk like on a daily basis, but we were able to connect with each other. Um, so yeah, that was how that went please, you know, pace yourselves. Okay. You don't got to do it all in one day. <laughs> you definitely can pace yourself when it comes to these pop-up shops. This is really good. Wow. It just tastes amazing. It has like a citrus flavor to it. So good. And that's why I like to put it in my uh, yellow tumbler. My YouTube squad can see me so they know what I'm talking about. Um, so last, I just want to talk about Afropunk because that was like a really, really big type of opportunity that I was just praying for. I was just like holding my breath and saying my prayers. Like I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to apply and I hope to hear back from them. Like I hope to get good feedback. So Afropunk um, was just a time, it was a, a crazy time for me because I wanted to be a vendor. And then I also wanted to make clothes for some of the people that were performing at Afropunk last year. So what I did was I was doing my research. Devin was helping me do my research on, um, some of the people that were performing. Some of them I knew, some of them I didn't know. So I was just like, okay, cool. So I started to listen to people's music and, you know, learning a little bit more about them. And I was like, oh, that would be really cool if I could make outfits for them. So I was reaching out 
Devin is like helping me find managers, contact info, all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, so I made it a nice little email that I was sending out to everyone, um, all the females that were performing at Afropunk because I wanted to, you know, offer them a piece or two, like whether that was a jacket or a full outfit or whatever to wear for their performance at Afropunk. So that you can imagine, like that's a lot, right? So I did that. And then when they opened the application up for the vendors, I applied. So that process was like, I mean, it wasn't hard, but it was like you had to fill out a form and like put all your information in there. You had to put your website, why you think this would be a good fit. You had to put, you know, pictures of your work. So I was literally like pulling my hair out because I had so much work. I had so many pictures and I was like, oh my God, like I'm going back and forth with Devin. I'm like, which picture is good? Like, what would you, what would you want to see? from me as a crochet artist and designer, like which picture would stick out to you? Because this was going to be for Crochet by K. Um, So I was just like, I don't even know like which pictures to include. So it took me a little minute to really get everything together that I needed for the application. So once I finally did that, sent my application in, got my little confirmation and on their website, it literally said, they would try to reach out to everyone that didn't make it, but sometimes that doesn't happen. So I was like, there is a strong possibility that, you know, I could send over this application and then never hear anything like ever, like never, just never hear anything back. Like, no, like, thank you for applying, but we didn't go with you. No, just nothing. Right. So I was like, dang, okay. So you know, I sent that in and then days and days went by. I didn't hear anything back. There was a day, they said a day that they would send out like the first round of acceptances. And then they said maybe like a few days after that, more people might be accepted after, um, they go through and like some people, once, once some people get accepted, they don't want to do it anymore. Like, or they don't want to pay for it or whatever. They just apply. Um, so they were saying like how, Once they do the first round, sometimes there's also a second round for some of those people that dropped off. Um, So I was like, just trying to be so patient and everything. But at a point I was just like, okay, no, this is crazy. Like there's no way that I got accepted. I did not hear back from them saying that I wasn't accepted or anything. So I was like, yeah, that just must not have been what was meant to be um, for me because I mean, I never heard back. So, I mean, like I said earlier, like everything is not meant for you. You would be thinking that you want to do something and you want to be at a certain event. And sometimes it's just not for you or sometimes you're just not ready for that kind of opportunity. Afropunk was an investment. I think the baseline for like the smallest space was like $800 back then. Um, And it was like a very extensive process, like a contract and everything that you had to go through and you had to have insurance. And like there was a lot of stuff that you had to do in order to be a vendor for Afropunk. So I was just like, yeah, you know, maybe I just was not ready for that kind of opportunity. It did sound like a lot. And I was going to be scrambling back then a year ago from October. Oh, yeah, I was going to be scrambling trying to come up with $800 for something. Um, And then once you pay $800, you definitely want to make sure that you have enough inventory, honey. You want to make sure you have a little bit of everything. You need to have a little bit of everything in every size. You just don't know. Like you don't want to be in a situation where you're not making your money back at all. Um, so yeah, I definitely just felt like that just wasn't meant to be, but what was meant to be was that, you know, I ended up 
um, doing clothes for Shoma Josie and her backup dancers for their performance. And that, and it's set like y'all, there was no way I said, God had better plans for me because your girl was backstage at Afropunk. Like what? I was backstage hanging out with celebrities. I was taking pictures with celebrities. I was sitting next to celebrities. Okay. I was a celebrity stylist and designer for Afropunk. Like I made the jackets that they wore on stage for their opening performance, like for their opening act, like Shoma Josie, they came out in my jackets. Like that was how she opened up her performance. They were dancing in these shag jackets and it was beautiful. It was amazing. It was so surreal. Like God had big, bigger and better plans for me. Okay. He said, you are not meant to be over here doing Afropunk pop-up shop because one, I wasn't even going to be able to really enjoy the festival like how I wanted to because I was going to be stuck at that booth. I was going to be stuck over there talking to people and trying to sell stuff. And my mom was already like, you're not about to leave me over here while you go mix and mingle with your friends. And I was like, oh, like this year is the best one. Smino was there. Masego was there. Everybody that I wanted to see was going to be there. So I was just like, girl, I'm going to be trying to party. So it just did not line up for me to be a vendor at Afropunk. I was supposed to be backstage. I was supposed to be with Shoma Josie. I was supposed to be meeting Smino, Masego, and everybody else, taking pictures and having fun backstage. And that's exactly what I did. And y'all are going to see that coming up in my docuseries because Afropunk was a whole moment and I vlogged that whole thing. Oh my God. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Um, so yeah, that is what happened with Afropunk. Um, I just knew like there are so, 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 so many people that show up for Afropunk. So, you know, it's an investment. That's why they have it set up like that. You have celebrities in the building. A lot of the times, once they get done performing, they be walking around, they be talking to fans, taking pictures and everything. They might pop over and buy something, you know? So there's just so much opportunity um, when it comes to events like that. So those are going to be more of an investment for sure. So literally I just was not ready back then like my little business mm -mm. my little crochet bouquet back then no I was like yeah that that's not it um so like I said everything happens for a reason I was a little bit sad at first when it came to you know not hearing back from them because I was really excited about it and I really really wanted to do it but I had better things coming my way and I was just so grateful that I was gonna be backstage oh my god I was like what <sighs> Yes. So those are the pop-up shops that I have done that, you know, have really stuck with me. Um, that is my experience, you guys. It's just, it's all a learning experience. After my first one, I was just like, yeah, you know, inventory is tricky. It's tough to really kind of gauge how much stuff you should bring. But I learned that I like to be more prepared than less um, and be okay with, you know, having some stuff to take home with me. But you definitely don't want to be like in the first hour of an event and you're sold out already because there's so, 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 so many more people that might show up that want to shop with you. Um, so, yeah, that's really the end of our topic with our pop-up shops that we have done. Devin, I say our because Devin has been like my right hand through a lot of these. Um, so yeah, I hope that this was helpful. I hope that I kind of covered everything. We're going to, we're going to answer some more questions, um, some questions from the squad right now. So we'll probably talk a little bit more about pop-up shops and Devin can also add in, you know, his two cents that he has too. Devin, what? my, my computer's dying. Can I have the charger please? <laughs> Uh, I got 1% on my computer, y'all.
Thanks, Devin. Questions from the squad, Devin. Let's get it. Um, the first one is, what is the max you should pay for a vendor event? The max. <laughs> like I said, pricing is everything, y'all. So it has to be feasible for your budget and for your business because Afropunk, $800, like I was going to make it work, but that was really not in my budget. And um, the way that my products for Crochet by K are set up, it's kind of like an investment in itself. Like people are not just ready to spend three to $400 on a jacket. Like, you know, that's something that has to be premeditated most of the time. Um, so it's a little bit tricky with handmade clothing items because it's like you take so much time to, you know, handcraft it and then people don't want to buy it right away that like people want to place their order they want it to be custom or whatever right so it was like really stressing me out because I was like I will pay this $800 and then nobody will buy a shack <laughs> and then I'm just gonna be here looking crazy um so I was trying to make sure you know that things for the pop-up shops were gonna be discounted you know it was a little bit of a sacrifice but I at least needed to make sales so the max that you should pay is a personal thing because pricing is very personal. Like there's some vendor events out there like um, Essence Fest. A couple years ago, we went to um, New Orleans for my dad's birthday and we went to Essence Fest and, you know, they have vendors and stuff set up in there. So me and my mom were like, oh, that would be cool. Like next year to like plan to come back and do um, a booth at Essence Fest. Y'all, those booths are like $2,800, like, or starting, they were starting at $2,800 for like the smallest one. So it gets very expensive. And some people have that to spend because they know like there's going to be a lot of people here. Like these festivals are a big deal. Um, so when they were still happening, you know, in person, people were going every single year. It was like an annual thing, you know, that people would plan every year. Oh, we're going to New Orleans for Essence Fest. Like that is just what you would do if that's what you were into, you know? So I don't think that there's like a set maximum but you definitely need to budget a maximum for yourself. Like the most expensive one that I paid for was $350. And back then that is all that I would spend back then. Now, now it might be a little bit different. Now I might be able to spend a little bit more money um, on a vendor event. But like, yeah, the $2,800, when I saw that, I was like, ooh, I would have to sell a lot of lip gloss, a lot of retail lip gloss to make that money back. A lot of lashes, a lot of just, you know, regular cosmetics products. I am a lot of money in this business for me comes from wholesale. Like I do sell a lot of retail items, a lot of lip gloss, a lot of lashes, but wholesale is where the money is at. That's where the money comes in. So if I'm trying to sell single lip glosses and I had to pay $2,800 for the booth, I would be stressed right now for sure. So I think that you really need to sit down and think about your budget when it comes to doing events like this. This is like, like when you're doing your budget, this is something that you would put in your marketing or your promotion. Cause you know, big businesses, they have budgets for everything like advertising and marketing and everything. I would put that in the budget somewhere. Like this is how much money I have to do events and stay with that. Like stick to that unless something crazy pops up that you want to save up for. But I don't think there's a max because if you start getting into some real big festivals, you're going to pay some money. Like you're going to pay a lot. You're going to pay a lot of money for that. 
Um, the next one is, what key things do you need outside of the product for pop-up shops? What key things do you need outside of the product? Um, You need promotional materials, like marketing materials, business cards, discount cards. Um, you need a setup. So whether that's a table, chairs. Um, what else do you need? You need something eye-catching, like how I was saying, banners, pictures. You need, uh, what else do you need? You need to be able to take your payments. I would really recommend an iPad. Like if you, um, if you know that you're going to be doing like a lot of pop-up shops, I would say definitely invest in like an iPad or a tablet or something because the way that I was using my phone, I was using my phone for social media and Instagramming and all this stuff. And so it was nice to have a fully charged iPad for transactions <laughs> because yeah the phone was just not the move um yeah all the necessities that we talked about like your money box you need to have all that stuff so that you can take payments have secure payments um some kind of bags for your products um you might want to do even like special gifts or something like oh gift with purchase you know people love that right Gift with purchase. Would you like that? You want a smudge gift, Devin? Yeah. <laughs> you buy a little, um, buy something and then you get a little extra lip balm or something. Yeah. All the necessities. I mean, what else am I leaving out? You need to make sure that you have everything that you need personally, like to function that day. <laughs> Anything that you need to function that day, whether that be medications, you need your water, you need your, you know, meals, you need to pack a snack, you need to pack a lunch from home. It just all depends on what you what you need. Um, you need to bring an extra pair of shoes because, baby, my feet was on fire. I think I brought an extra pair of shoes, though. I took my my heels off at On Your Crown. I took those off by the end of the night when we were going outside to um, put everything back in the car. I had an extra pair of shoes with me, y'all, because, listen, I was trying to be cute. Mm. What else I needed? That was it, huh? Also, like a dolly if they don't have one. I think they have one for us, but mm. for like heavy stuff, yeah. Moving stuff, you gotta have a plan when it comes to. You have to have a plan when it comes to packing up your inventory for a pop up shop as well. I use suitcases because that was like the easiest thing for me, and then I had all of my um, inventory organized in Ziploc bags, like the freezer bags. Like I had them labeled with all the gloss names and everything, and I just put everything in their respective bag, and then I put all those bags into a suitcase because I did not know how I wanted to transport. 200 lip glosses, lip oils, lip scrubs, lashes, lash adhesive, lash applicators, organza bags. Did like you literally have to make a checklist of everything that you need when it comes to the packaging part of it too. I'm like, I need to have makeup wipes. I have makeup wipes because I knew people were going to want to try multiple different colors and it was going to be a mess like of trying to switch and everything. Um, I had the little tester wand. So I just like, I had a list that I sat down and I made prior to um, packing everything up just to make sure that I was accounting for everything and that I had everything that I needed for every aspect, the sampling part, the packaging part, making sure I had all the inventory to begin with, you know? So yeah, I think that's a really good idea to keep your inventory organized and try to find the best way to pack it for you and your products. I just knew like I had a lot of glass stuff and I did not want to just throw it 
in a box or anything. Um, I did have a box for all of my acrylic organizers. Like I had them all bubble wrapped up and stuff. And then I had them in just like a brown box. I think I had it in the box that it came in from Amazon. Um, cause I had kept that box for that reason specifically, cause I ended up purchasing those specifically for pop-up shops, like the really large ones. Um, I already had like the small ones in my little boutique setup in my office, but, um, yeah, I wanted some bigger ones, more eye-catching and more elegant looking or whatever. And so I kept the box. So I just tr transported those in the boxes, bubble wrapped them, everything. Like I just didn't want, I didn't want anything damaged on the way. So yeah, definitely have a plan because you got to have a plan on how you're going to pack it, how you're going to move it. If you have heavy stuff, a dolly is definitely good. Good job, Devin. Yes tea what other tea you got Devin oh I think that's it I mean there's another question I think we pretty much covered all of that stuff that you need so yeah cool so the last question is what what is your best takeaway from doing pop-up shops my best takeaway honestly like when you do events like this you never know who you're gonna meet so I just think that like meeting people um, like my friend Gloria, Gloria, if you're watching this, shout out to you. Um, but I met Gloria at Own Your Crown and she like fell in love with my product and she has been a loyal shopper ever since that day. Like she always comes back to buy more and we follow each other on Instagram and we're very engaging. Um, like I comment on her stuff and she's like always sharing smudge and everything. So you literally will develop friendships like you will meet new people they will love your product they will be loyal shoppers but they will also be friends to you you know like just meeting new people I think that that was amazing um and then also just the learning experience like we go through different things every single time like when <laughs> when we were setting up that tent outside and the wind kept blowing my banner <laughs> Y'all, I was about to literally cry and Devin and Zareya are like trying to figure out how they can tape this banner to the pole of the tent. Like, I just feel like these kind of situations just force you to be more creative and figure it out because it's like, we're here now. We can't leave. We can't run to the store and pick something up. Like, we already here. We got to make it work with what we got. So just like just the learning experience in general, each situation is going to be different and you just might learn something new at each shop that you do so yeah I think that's the best part for me meeting new people and establishing like long long-term relationships and not just people that are like oh yeah I'll take a business card and then they don't ever buy anything you know those kind of people they just put it in their wallet or like they just throw it in the trash like you know I don't like that but yeah pop-up shops are fun you guys and I I do miss it a little bit I miss the energy of being in a room with people and not being afraid or being nervous about whatever like I don't know I haven't been looking for any opportunities right now because I just feel very uncomfortable like when I'm in large crowds of people well I haven't been in large crowds of people I don't want to be in a large crowd of people because I'm you know, thinking about what it's going to be like and how uncomfortable it's going to be. And as much as people are saying, oh no, we're being safe. Oh no, we're socially distancing. Oh no, 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 it's no, no. Some, some events is just like, you know, you can't be distanced, but so much. Um, 
So yeah, I just have not been looking for any opportunities right now, like any pop-up shop opportunities. I'm just really not interested in that kind of thing right now. I do kind of miss it though, because it was really fun to do that back in the day when we could go outside without too many worries, you know? That was my last question, huh? Yeah, that was it. Oh, okay. You guys always ask about pop-up shops, so I hope that this episode could help someone out there. If you're watching this on YouTube and you have more questions, leave them in the comments down below for me, and I will try to answer them for you guys. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Make sure you follow me and Devin on all of our social media platforms. I will have all of our information down below. Shop Smudge Cosmetics and also shop Crochet by K. If you're watching this on YouTube, Make sure you subscribe because we're on the road to 20K. Make sure you give this video a thumbs up and leave me a comment down below. Also, be sure to follow me on all of the podcast platforms and give me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. I love you guys so much and I will catch you in episode 14. Bye!